Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast. This is your host, Cade Howell, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right, I hope you're having an awesome day, and I hope you're ready to learn a thing or two today about diet adherence. And it it doesn't have to be just diet adherence. This is really adherence in general, but we are talking about diet specifically today. And I learned a lot of this stuff through the book, The Renaissance Diet 2.0. Dr. Mike Isertel is one of the authors, one of the co-authors on there. And I read the book a long time ago. It taught me a lot. And I was just skimming through it again recently. And it gave me a lot of these, it opened my eyes a lot to how this adherence process actually works. Because a lot of us start a diet and we're super motivated at first, but then all of a sudden that motivation starts dwindling and we're like, ah, what are we supposed to do without motivation? And then we have to start relying on willpower and it's just, we get to that point and it's like, all right, I've been relying on willpower. I cannot keep relying on willpower because willpower is a finite thing. It's not going to last forever. And that's the point when most people just burn out and they give up. So this episode runs you through the entire process of how adherence actually works, kind of the timeline of how it works. So you know that, all right, motivation comes and then there's discipline. And then eventually like the goal is to get to habits and or passion. Passion is something that's kind of optional or it may or may not happen. But once you get to the point where you've developed these habits, it makes it so, so much easier to actually stick to it. So kind of a a light at the end of the tunnel. So I really think you guys will take a lot away from this episode and it will help with adhering to your own diet. So with that, I really hope you enjoy this episode. So the very first thing that we need to consider here is choosing the right time to diet. Because if you're planning to adhere to a diet, but you decide, ah, it's uh, November 24th, I'm gonna diet from here throughout the holidays, and it's just gonna be great, I'm gonna adhere to it perfectly, eh, that's probably not the best time to diet. Whereas like, if you pick like, mm, springtime tends to be a pretty good time to diet, because if you live somewhere cold, it can start to get warmer, you can start moving around a little bit more, there's usually not a ton going on, in the springtime, it's before summer, before people start going on vacations. So you have to consider what you have going on in the future. If you have vacations planned or say you have a wedding to go to or if it's a holiday, you have to consider these things because they are going to affect your adherence to the diet. Whether you think they will in the moment or not, it's better to play it safe. So that's the first thing to consider. You wanna make sure you're picking times where stress is gonna be fairly low, you can get good sleep, things like that. And sleep has gotta be one of the most underrated things when it comes to changing your body composition. A lot of people think like, oh, it just comes down to a good diet and exercise and they'll just disregard their stress management and sleep. And that is, you're not gonna get great results with that mindset. Sleep is so, so important. There was actually a study, if I can recall it correctly. Um, I made some notes about it, so I'm actually gonna pull that up. Um, So it was a study in 2018. Um, They split up two groups of people, so it was 36 total people, so they split it up in two, 18, 
individual groups. One of those groups slept one hour less than the other group each night of the week, and they were allowed to make up for that by sleeping an hour extra on the weekend. So they were restricted by just an hour. Like That's not that much. And then they also got to make up for it a little bit on the weekends. And it was an eight-week study. They were all eating in a calorie deficit, so they were going for weight loss. And they all lost the same amount of weight, but the group that was restricted by just one hour of sleep each night compared to the other group lost 85% of the weight from muscle, whereas the other, the well-rested group, lost 83% of the weight from fat, not muscle. So it was like completely opposite of where they're they're losing muscle from. So that's just one example of why you want to pick times where like you're not going to be having horrible sleep. It's not going to be super stressful. You don't have a ton going on. So that's the biggest thing to consider there when it comes to planning. And you also have to consider what you're willing to do because this doesn't just go for like a fat loss diet. Obviously that's going to come with some sacrifice, but like if we're going on a diet to build muscle, like it, to have the ideal circumstances for building muscle, you need to be eating in a calorie surplus. You need to be gaining weight over time. And if you're doing that consistently over time, there's a really good chance, unless you're brand new to lifting, there's a really good chance that you're going to put on some body fat with the muscle that you're gaining. Like that's kind of the trade-off that you're making. So you have to consider like, is it is it worth it for me to put on some extra body fat to be able to build a little extra muscle? And on the fat loss side of things, you need to be willing to deal with some hunger and some restriction. You're not going to be able to go out to eat with friends every single night. You're not going to be able to go have a bunch of drinks on the weekend and just enjoy your life as normal. Like There's going to be some sacrifice there and you need to be willing to make that sacrifice. So you have to ask yourself going into this, what are you actually willing to do and knowing what you can and want to tolerate is so crucial before you begin. So there are six things that go into adherence. Uh, and I got this from Mike Isertel. He, Dr. Mike Isertel, he wrote a book called The Renaissance Diet 2.0. And I really like the way he laid this out. So there's basically six pieces here. It's inspiration, motivation, intention, discipline, habit, and passion. And those are, that's kind of the timeline of how you get started with a diet or really doesn't have to be just diet. Like this applies to really any form of adherence. It's kind of the timeline of what happens. So you first, you, you get started by being inspired by something. This is inspiration. That's when you get the feeling that, you know, that, that first feeling that pushed you to start something. It can be something positive like seeing an awesome social media post of a friend or something that had a great transformation and you're super inspired by that and you want to do something similar or it can be a little bit more negative like you see an old photo of yourself back when you were in shape before you gained a bunch of weight and uh, that can be a form of inspiration. They're both inspiring the one that is the positive inspiration, like you see it on social media, that can be a l definitely better um, in terms of, it's just a healthier mindset going into it. If you're doing this out of like wanting to fix yourself, that's probably not the best mindset going into it. You're less likely to stick to it rather than, or compared 
with if you're doing this because you're inspired and you want to do something that you saw that is super inspiring to you, not just trying to fix yourself or you know change something that you don't like about yourself. Um, and the thing with inspiration is that it really it doesn't last long. It's not like you're going to be inspired until the day you die. Um, usually inspiration is kind of a quick burst and you're you're super excited to get into it, but it, it, it doesn't last. Um, usually it, it might be a few minutes. You know, you can scroll through social media. Five minutes later, you're not inspired anymore. So it's really this quick burst that really first pushes you to get started. Now, what we have next here is motivation those so this is what drives you to accomplish a goal early on so you get you get inspired that doesn't really drive you to do anything you just first get that thought of oh i should do this and then motivation is what's kind of starts lighting that fire under your butt You're like all right let's do this i, I want to get it done and it can be super super powerful but the problem with motivation is that it waxes and it wanes it, it's a feeling that's going to come and it's going to go. You're not going to be motivated all the time. And that's so important to understand going into this is like we can't just rely on motivation because it's very, very unreliable. It's going to come. It's going to go. It's not always going to be there. Um, but making sure that the goal that you set for yourself is realistic yet challenging can be a good way to get yourself in there you're seeing progress and so that continues to motivate you if you do something that's just way too challenging or very unsustainable you just burn yourself out or you're not seeing the progress that you want to that can be a good way to lose motivation so you want it realistic yet a little bit challenging to keep kind of the motivation to struggle ratio high enough to continue adhering and a good way to do this is to give yourself like daily or weekly reminders of what you actually want to accomplish in the long run because you have to be thinking about the bigger picture here. You're going to have days where you're starving, uh, hopefully not starving, but you're going to have days where you're hungry, like you're you, you don't feel like continuing the diet and you have to think about the bigger picture what you actually want out of this. And again, like motivation, it's going to come it's going to go so we can't completely rely on it, which is going to bring us to one of our next points here. But the next one that comes after motivation is going to be intention. So you've been inspired, you've been motivated, but then you have to actually do something with these feelings. And that's what intention is. It's the application of that inspiration and motivation to actually create a plan. So you can be super motivated, super inspired. But if you don't have a plan, you're not going to move towards your goal at all. So like inspiration, inspiration, motivation, it's kind of like the map of like if you're going on a road trip, it's like the map. Like you got this this foundational thing, you need the map, but you actually need to get in your car and start driving to move towards your goal, which that's, you know making a plan with your nutrition and actually sticking to it. So the thing you want to look out for here, you don't want to make this plan that's like, all right, let's lose 30 pounds in six months. That's my plan. That's not a plan. That's a that's a goal. You want to make sure that like this plan takes into consideration the meals that you're going to be eating, what's going to be kind of your go-to meals. It's not like you have to follow this super in-depth 
meal plan necessarily, but you want to have some structure with some meals that you know are going to work for you. They're going to fit within your nutrition and really help you throughout the process. You want to have times that you're times and days that you're going to be going to the gym. Um, you want to have times that you're planning to meal prep. That's going to be super important. So you have to have these basic things planned out and that's intention. Now, after intention, so we've got the inspiration, we've got motivation, now we've got intention, we've started to make a plan here, then comes discipline. So this is just using your willpower to get things done, which it's great, and a lot of people will be like, it's not, you know, we can't um, can't be motivated all the time, it's not about motivation, bro, you gotta stay disciplined, motivation sucks, discipline's the best, and sure, like to an extent, but the thing is, is I've never met someone that has just infinite willpower. We all have kind of this limit to our willpower. Uh, I see it as kind of like a battery. And like when we first get inspired and motivated and set this plan, like this battery is full. This battery of willpower, it's ready to roll, ready to charge us up. But as we continue using it, we start losing some of that juice and we lose that juice. And eventually it dies and you can't continue relying on willpower. That's kind of why like, when you go to work first thing in the morning, you might be super motivated, like that battery is full. You get through a long work day, it's just dragging on, it's super challenging. You're using a lot of willpower to stay focused. Then you get home and you have this plan to go to the gym and it's 10 times harder to go to the gym. You end up skipping the gym, you just sit there on your couch and watch Netflix and eat ice cream because that doesn't require any of that willpower that you don't have. So. The biggest thing to understand here is willpower is it's finite. It's not something that just lasts forever. And really, like I see discipline as its purpose is to kind of kick in once motivation is low. Because if you have motivation, you don't have to use discipline. They kind of um, it's kind of like a seesaw effect. Like when one's up, we don't need the other one. When the other one's up, we need or you get what I'm saying? Like you have to use one or the other. They don't, you don't necessarily need them both at the same time. So when motivation gets low, like it's going to do, that's when you need to rely more on your discipline. But again, it's not going to last forever. We have to go into this expecting things to get rough in the future and knowing that we are going to have to use our discipline at some point that's what's that's going to be one of the best ways to prevent falling off is just making sure that your expectations are in check you're not going into this thinking it's going to be all rainbows and unicorns and it's just going to be this breeze and you're just going to get shredded and just look amazing in 30 days that's not going to happen you have to go into it knowing like all right this is my goal this is what it's going to take to accomplish my goal, kind of what we were talking about earlier, what what you're actually willing to do. You have to go into it understanding these things and knowing that it's not going to be just a breeze. You have to understand, all right, this is going to take some willpower. But if you go through kind of that checklist that I mentioned about like what's worth it to me, is it worth sacrificing this stuff? You understand if it really is worth it to you. So once we have discipline there, again, like I said, that's not something that we can rely on forever. We're going to run out of willpower at some point, And that is where habit comes into play. And habits are these amazing things that make it so you don't have to rely on discipline anymore. And the thing with habits, I see their purpose as kind of kicking in once 
willpower and motivation have run out. Because, uh, again, both of those things are finite. Habits are something that you're going to create over time. It's not like you're going to jump into a, a diet and have these perfect habits in place right off the bat. It's going to take several weeks or even months to really solidify habits. So this is kind of later into the diet that you start building these habits and you can start really relying on them. So once you're like once you've been meal prepping using your motivation and discipline to meal prep on Sundays at uh, let's say three o'clock every Sunday you've been setting that time aside to meal prep it kind of sucks but it's like all right I get it done at first I was motivated to do it now a couple weeks in I'm just relying on my willpower to get it done and then maybe a week or two after that it's like all right I'm used to this it's not near as hard to do I don't have to use as much willpower as I used to that's how habits come into play same thing with like tracking your nutrition when you first start using something like my fitness pal and you're tracking your food it sucks it's like all right you know i mean at first you're motivated it's like all right we can get this done and then maybe a week or two in you're like all right i'm sick of this but i know i need to do it to be successful so i'm going to stay disciplined with it and then once that starts to run out hopefully the habits in place and you're used to it and you can actually just continue doing it without really relying on your will willpower so this is what makes adherence so much easier without that motivation or willpower that's not going to last forever. And the thing to understand here is that you need you need to have good adherence before you create habits. You know, you're not going to come into things and be kind of shaky with, say, you know, your meal prepping. Let's say you just do it like, oh, I'll do it here and there. I'll do it every other week. That's just not consistent enough to be actually creating a habit in the first place. So you have to make sure that you are adhering to it, you're being consistent to be able to create that habit. And the thing is, is knowing that if you're adherent to something is going to lead to creating a habit in the future makes it that much easier. It can lead to more motivation in the beginning because you know, all right, I'm doing this right now. I'm going to be adherent to it. I'm going to just stick it out, even though it's probably going to be rough. I'm going to make sure I'm getting it done because I know that eventually it's going to be a habit and it's going to be much easier in the future. So now that we have the habits, we're we're pretty much set. So we've we've gone through the inspiration, we've been inspired, got motivated, got driven to actually accomplish the goal, then the intention, we set out the plan, relied on discipline for a little bit until we created those habits. And then this last one is one that it's a little bit interesting. It's not something that you can 100% rely on. But if you do get it, it is amazing because it makes adherence something that you don't even really have to worry about. And it's passion. Not everyone is going to be passionate about the dieting process. I gotta say, like, I'm kind of on the fence with this. Yes, I love like the idea of being able to control all of these things, and it's kind of addicting to know how much control you have over how you feel in general and how you look. Um, I don't know if I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about helping others throughout that process, and I'm passionate about like seeing the changes. But the actual process of it, I, I wouldn't say I'm like super passionate about it. Like, sure, I I do enjoy it, um, and maybe this is something that I'm still yet to develop, and maybe it's something that I don't develop. So, just goes to show that you don't have to 100% have passion to be successful with this or be consistent with this. Um, it's kind of like passion is something that you're either going to 
develop or you're not. You can't really choose. Like, I'm going to be passionate about it. And that's why I say, like, I really don't know if I'm 100% passionate about the process of dieting. I'm, I'm passionate about, like I said, the changes and stuff that come with it and kind of the challenge but not the actual process. I like pizza too much. Um, so it's not something that you absolutely have to have. Like, luckily, you can rely on those habits. That's the thing is, like, as, as long as you get up to habits – you're set because those habits are going to carry you on to continue to be successful. And I really like, I want you guys to understand why I wanted to run you through this. And I think the biggest thing is so you don't get to the point where it's like, all right, I'm motivated. Like I've had this inspiration. I've been motivated. And now I'm just sitting here using my willpower. I'm just stuck on discipline mode and it, it sucks like you don't want to you don't want to rely on motivation all the time if you're constantly relying on your motivation and your willpower it's going to run out eventually and you're going to throw in the towel and i i don't want everyone to think that you have to get to this or you have to continue relying on motivation for the rest of your life there's kind of this process like i just went through like you will be inspired at first you will get motivated and those two things are great but it's also important to understand that okay this isn't going to last forever i have to make sure my expectations are in check i'm not always going to be inspired and motivated it's going to get a little more bit more challenging here Um, i have to actually create a plan and follow through with this like that's the next step and then i'm going to have to rely on my willpower a little bit and willpower is not something that's going to last forever so i i can't get overwhelmed thinking that oh this is how it's going to be forever i know that like as i continue being disciplined that's a prerequisite for this i have to be disciplined to create a habit and once i create the habit it's so much easier to actually adhere to it. I don't have to use the willpower anymore. And then if I'm lucky and I have all these habits in place and I've seen success with this and I know what I'm able to accomplish, if I'm lucky, I'll become passionate about it and I don't even really have to worry about adherence anymore. So that was really the whole um, reason that I wanted to make a podcast about this is because I was reading through this book again by Dr. Michael. Credit goes to him for coming up with these six things. I think they're great. It really opened my eyes. It's like, oh, yeah, that is like how it works. And it's good to understand that you're not stuck in willpower mode forever. Like you're not going to be motivated forever. This is how the whole process kind of works. And so when I was reading through that, I was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to share this because I think it can help a lot of people understand how this process works and just help with adherence. And I'm going to leave you with a couple little kind of practical tips. So the first one is to really think about the long-term goal, not your current wishes and desires because if you're always focused on those, you're it's going to be a it's going to be a hard go because you're going to be thinking about if you're if you're me, like I said, I like pizza. You're going to be about thinking about pizza all the time, not, you know, getting that six-pack that you've never had in your life that you really want to prove yourself that you can do something Um, that's very challenging and that's going to make it pretty hard when you're thinking about pizza if you're anything like me so think about that long-term goal especially as those those kind of urges come up you want to make sure that you have the long-term goal in mind and next you you need to understand that you are going to slip up here and there Um, but it's it's important to not blame all the external factors all the things outside of you it's important to instead of doing that determine what you could do differently the next time 
around. Because if you're always blaming something else, you're never giving yourself the opportunity to address it for a similar scenario in the future. You know, like let's say you're at work and somebody from the office brings in cupcakes for, you know, a little snack or whatever. Or they bring in donuts every morning and you're like, you're, you're always blaming it on them. It's like, well, if they would quit bringing these donuts, you know, it would make it a lot easier to stick to my diet when you're telling yourself that and it's just going to make it easier and easier to continue eating those donuts because it's this other person's fault. It's in their hands. Whereas if you take responsibility and you say, all right, I am going to allow myself to have a donut, but I have to eat a piece of fruit first and then wait for 10 minutes. And if I eat that piece of fruit, we'll see if it kind of curbs my sweet tooth, which by the way, this is one of my favorite sweet tooth hacks. So I'm going to eat that piece of fruit, wait for 10 minutes. I still really, really want that donut. Sure. I'm, I'm going to have it, but I'm also going to track it and make sure that it fits within my calorie goals. And I understand that that's probably going to take some calories away from my lunch or dinner or whatever it is. So you can't always be blaming these external factors. You need to you know, decide, determine what you can do differently so that you can actually address it for the next time around. And really, in the end, adherence really mainly comes down to your dedication to reaching your goal. And I know that sounds harsh. But it's true, you know, you your goal does need to be more important than having ice cream after dinner or going out to dinner five nights a week with your friends. Like you have to it has to be more important to you than stuff like that. But it's also super important to understand that it doesn't it's not like you can't have a balance with this. It's not like you have to diet hardcore or not at all. And it's important to understand also that like it's not these trade-offs that you're making they're not going to last forever especially when we're talking about a diet like you're you're not going to be on an endless diet unless you're doing something like keto or something like that which we're not going to we're not going to go down that rabbit hole right now but understand that the trade-offs that you're making are temporary let's say you get through this diet in 3 months then guess what you can have some ice cream after dinner you can go out to um, go out to have dinner with friends. You can have a, a donut here and there, but hopefully you understand that like, I can't just go back to my normal life that I was at before that led to this weight gain or whatever it was. You have to understand like there's going to be some balance, but hopefully those habits will carry over with you and you don't just completely abort those habits and you continue living a good healthy lifestyle that's balanced and you're not constantly dieting but you're not constantly overeating either so again a big shout out to dr mike isertel and his book the renaissance diet 2.0 which taught me a lot about diet adherence and helping clients i'd read his book a long time ago but then i was just looking back through it again and sparked up this idea to to share some of these concepts. But so I hope that helped you guys and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you again for tuning in and listening. I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And if you did take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story and tag me at Howell underscore fit and leave the podcast a rating and review on Apple podcasts. If you have any questions about coaching or need advice on anything training or nutrition related, shoot me an email at the email linked in the description and I will talk to you guys soon.